0: Welcome to the Make Meaning Podcast. I'm Lynn Galadner, and I've dedicated my life to sharing stories of how people make meaning in their work and find purpose in their lives. On this podcast, we're going to talk about some of the great ideas and activities people do every day to make the world a better place and provide inspiration for others. So much of the meaning we find comes from interacting with great people, developing relationships that are mutually beneficial, and doing work that inspires everyone. I hope you'll be inspired by the people you you meet here, we all need to find a way to make meaning in the mundane. Welcome back to the Make Meaning Podcast. I'm Lynn Galodner, and I'm thrilled to talk with you today about how people make meaning and find purpose. Our next guest is Stacy Dawkins, a yoga teacher in Texas, whom I met years ago when I specialized in public relations for yoga businesses. We never worked together, but I participated in a weekend workshop with many of Stacy's students, and we've been connected on social media for the better part of a decade. Stacy teaches yoga through her business, the Yoga Project, and recently she became an author. Her new book, Embodied Posture, Your Unique Body and Yoga, presents more than 25 years of experience studying the human body in the context of yoga. Welcome to the Make Meaning Podcast, Stacey. Thank you so much, Lynn. It's an honor to be here. It's great to talk with you. I feel like social media is the great connector because literally I met you once years ago (laughs) and I feel like I know you because I've been watching you all over social media and it's it's very inspiring to see all the things that you're doing.
1: Thank you. It's so true. I often think about that with social media. Um, it, you know, we can look at it in such a negative light. But I was thinking about that. I was like, I know Lynn. Sort of.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. Sort of know her. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's funny when you say, you know, I'm teaching class this day. I'm like, I wish I could go, but it's a little far. So, you know, a little far. Yeah. <laughs> so, a new book that's really exciting. I'd love to hear what inspired you to write this
1: yeah, so uh, and body posture is really the impetus for it. I guess initially. We've been training teachers for a long time, and there are many, many great yoga anatomy and yoga alignment resources out there, but i I never felt like I had one um, one resource to hand to my students that were becoming teachers uh-huh. that was inclusive. and I, I really um passionate about teaching body diversity and just the whole approach to yoga, um, like a shift from the aesthetic view of the practice to more of a feeling embodied sense of the practice. So mm-hmm. that's where it started. And then I kind of just, um, you know, got my courage, I guess, a couple of years ago just to get it going. And it finally, finally came to fruition.
0: That's awesome. And what kind of responses are you getting about the book? Really good. Yeah. Um,
1: You know, I think that people, I think people are surprised at what a comprehensive resource (laughs) it is because I'm kind of an anatomy nerd, and that's kind of been my Uh lifelong like hobby. And Uh so, there's a lot of information in the book. Uh huh. That is so cool. Yeah, and more and more today in the yoga community, we're getting this wave toward moving away from just the uh, its aesthetic importance of the practice and oh. all being posture driven and um, back into um, just more intelligence, you know, from the, perspective of how we move our bodies and then also using it more, more and more as a true mindfulness practice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I actually wanted to ask you about that because, you know, for a long time I specialized in working with yoga businesses and so, um, and I've practiced yoga for a really long time, but I feel that there are trends moving in different directions. And so I'm wondering what you've seen, um, as the evolution of, both the yoga business, but also, um, in students and why and how they're coming to yoga. Have you seen any mm-hmm. changes mm-hmm. over the
1: years? Yeah. Well, as far as the student, I think that, you know, yoga was, and it still is obviously very trendy, but for a while there was the big, big wave of, um, you know, the aesthetic driven, um, you sure. know, tendency in the practice and, you know, there's all of the, you know, top, uh, <clears throat> Clothing brands and the fitness industry are very <laughs> geared toward yoga. And so I think it was very, very trendy. And although it is still trendy, I see people kind of coming around to uh, wanting to be more intelligent with their practice and not doing it just for, just for the physical aspect, which I think that's totally okay just to do it for the physical aspect sure. as well. Yeah. But I, I think that as more and more information comes out, you know, kind of blending uh, this idea of physical therapy and biomechanics and the science of mindfulness with yoga. I think people are desiring that more than ever now.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, we have to cut through all the clutter Mm -hmm. and the anger that's out there and find a safe space. And you can cultivate that in yoga. You don't have to go away from the world. You learn how to do that inwardly, which is such a powerful tool. I think everybody Mm -hmm. can benefit from, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, as the yoga industry has evolved um, you guys have three studios, is that right? Yes, Texas? we do. Yes. So, how have you, um, you know, I guess, what have you seen as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, in the need to evolve your business as the industry evolves, as well as the needs of your students? You know, um, mm-hmm. how have you met mm-hmm. those those changes?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I think that um, you know, there's there's more and more big yoga chains. We've we've been approached by many of the top yoga really. Um, yeah, yeah, and wanting to because the one of the models is, is coming in, finding these established studios, uh, and kind of aiming to keep the vibe they've created and the staff and you know, uh-huh. it's very it's very smart model and but wanting yeah. to to buy the the owners out. And okay. yeah, um so I think you know, as that happens more and more, and you know, there's uh, the big core power uh, corporate chain, and we uh-huh. ha- we actually have a core power that opened just a few minutes down the sidewalk from us. Oh in our my gosh! Yeah, so it's interesting. Um, but I, I think that you know, there's really room for everybody. Even then, I, it, it seems like they have such a big voice and they have the leverage to market in a way that maybe some of the smaller studios, even us, even though we're not on a very small end, but yeah, they have such a big voice. And I think they draw a lot of people into yoga that wouldn't have come in. And then oftentimes we, you know, we get connected with those students also. So they come to us looking for something different. Um, yeah, but I think that, you know, uh, really pragmatically, it's like the student, these big companies have the needs to have very nice facilities, you know, and people like nice facilities. So as a business (laughs) owner, you have to, you have to kind of, um, even though that's not your main name and that's not your passion, you have to like kind of, you know, have an eye on what they're offering and, you know, have at least, you know, meet them where they're at with that.
0: Yeah, for sure. You know, it yeah. is interesting because, um, you make some really good points. I mean, I've always felt, and I'm in PR and marketing and business communications and, um, there's enough to go around, you know? So while mm-hmm. I know tons of people in this industry and all of them could do a great job, um, we each bring our own thing to the table and we couldn't possibly serve everybody who needs these services. So Mm -hmm. you have to have enough competition to meet all the demand and to bring your unique stamp or your unique way of doing things to, uh, to people who are looking for that. And and so I think that's really smart and healthy to look at it as there's room for everyone. And mm-hmm. if you just be in your integrity and you um, do it the way you meant to do it, then you'll be fine, you know, really. Yeah,
1: yeah. I love what Oprah, I don't Oprah Winfrey, I'll, I don't know her words exactly, but uh-huh. there was a recent podcast she did and she said, you got to just keep running
0: your race uh-huh. as hard as you can for
1: you. (laughs) (laughs) I love love that. that. Yeah, I love that.
0: That's really cool. Um, So now I want to ask, I think you and your husband are partners in the business. Is that right? Yes. Yes. So tell me about that because, um, you know, I was thinking about this as I was preparing to chat with you and um, my husband works at a university and every year from Christmas Eve until the day after New Year's, he has off and I always get so excited (laughs) because he's going to be home and we're going to do all these things together. And then, you know, by, by January 2nd, I'm like, bye, go to work. Nice to see you. You know, like, and I love him and we're great, but it's like 10 days is a long time to be together. Yeah. And So I'm wondering how you balance that and, and partner um, in life and in work um, successfully. How does that work for you guys?
1: Yeah. And we get the, we get asked this question a lot. We really? <laughs> we are together a lot. And, you know, in our business, you know, this is what we do together full time. And I think, I think the way it works really well for us is that, Although we're working together and side by side in the same sort of physical vicinity for a lot of the time we have very different roles in what we do so he's he's more of the he's more of the business guy I mean as far as the nuts and bolts of daily things that have to happen to keep the to keep the doors open Mm -hmm. and uh, dealing with the staff and I'm more of the creative can't anchor me down as easily um, (laughs) part of the business and you know I'm more in the creating the content and um, you know the mm, communications with the teachers and things like that so I think because we have such different roles, we do really well together and we've navigated that like, space together for so long, that it just seems to work well. And we have been together since we were 16. So I I don't know, you know, I think um, (laughs) maybe that has something to do with it. We just kind of learn how to respect and navigate each other's space. Yeah, yeah, that's wonderful. You guys like grew up together.
0: So we um, really did. Yeah. 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 So how did you get into yoga as a career? What was that journey like?
1: Yeah, so I was uh, the mother of three really young children. I had my babies really close, uh-huh. and they were very close in age. And I just I uh, kind of got, I think, to that place that a lot of mothers do I've been uh, pregnant or nursing for many many years in a row <laughs> I remember those and, days yeah yes, and I was watching Dave go to the gym and like be fit and here I was like looking at myself and I had like milk and spit up on my clothes and like barely <laughs> getting the laundry done and one day I so it started with this need to like just get into my body and mm-hmm. I so I started doing a lot of cycling and I actually got my three babies I had had three crammed in the back seat, three baby seats in the back seat, went to, went to the gym, you know, really nervous about this, New, just, just navigating this, who, who I was at uh-huh. that time, you know, and I, so I went to the gym, started working out with my kids crying in the nursery, <laughs> but I was going to do it, and then that led me to doing uh, some cycling uh-huh. and road cycling, which I fell in love with. I okay. felt I was able to be in my body and my strength in a way that I never had been in my life, and and then I did I did a lot of that because I loved it, that feeling of being strong in my body. And then that led to, oh, my gosh, my back is hurting a little <laughs> bit. I, I heard yoga could help. Uh-huh. So that, that was my doorway into yoga. I, I um, just tried some classes, and I didn't exactly love it at first until uh-huh. I found that the vinyasa, the flow style that I teach predominantly now. Okay when I found that I, I really loved it. And, and then that was the end of the story. It's like, I just started doing just various, I did a hodgepodge of different trainings. Uh-huh. I ended up working uh, with Baron Baptiste for uh, quite a while training uh-huh. with him. And then I think when I met you, I kind of just started doing my own thing with yeah. others in the industry. Yeah. So uh-huh. here we are.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. That that's a great evolution. And so I'm wondering how much of your personal story you um, weave into your business story. Like, what is the sort of the foundational story for your business that that um, you put out there in your marketing messages?
1: Yeah, well, I think that you know yoga is can be accessible, uh-huh. and my aim is to make it accessible for everyone. I okay. think that oftentimes yoga is presented and not in a wrong way, or I'm not sharing this, like it's, it's a bad thing, but it's often shared, you know, with it's esoteric, um, connectivities and just images of its um, history. That's very contradictory anyway. Um, there's yeah. a lot of conflicting views on what the history of yoga really <laughs> is. Yeah. Um, and that's a whole other story, but I, I really just think we were, Dave and I are always talking like, how do we share this practice? Uh-huh. Like the essence of this practice in a way that it's not exclusive and the sure. way that, it's not intimidating to others and that's still a challenging thing to do because it's, it just has the word yoga connected to it, yeah. which can be intimidating. Yeah. And um, so really just sharing it in a way that it invites as many people in and helps people to feel okay with what we call, it's just a human practice. You, huh. know, you don't have to have any special affiliations to do nice. yoga or special beliefs. And, you know, if you are a human and you breathe, then <laughs> the, you can do yoga. And yeah. So yeah. that's really, and that's, I think that, that's what helped me be comfortable in the practice when I was beginning yeah. and sort of navigating my own space and my, my beginning practice.
0: And so that's really something we're always aiming yeah. to do. So like messages of welcome and you're okay as you are, uh, you can do this, that kind of thing. Um, sounds like what you're, you're sending out there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then also really simple things like we speak English, you know, I uh-huh. know Sanskrit is it's a common language used uh-huh. with yoga, but we find that most of our students speaking, you know, are not speaking (laughs) Sanskrit. Right. So we just use, we use, we use uh, just, you know, common language, um, you know, this approach and the way we train teachers, just, just give the tools, just give the tools of, of helping students be in their breath, in their body versus telling them how they should be or how they need to live their lives. But, you know, which can kind of get confused in yoga at times, just give them the tools of being in their breath and body. So.
0: Yeah, that's great. So you know, you mentioned your three babies who are no longer babies, right? How old are your yes. kids now?
1: Are they? So my oldest is twenty two, oh. and my youngest just turned nineteen. Okay, and they're all in college, and they all live together oh, in the house. That's great. Uh, yeah, that's
0: awesome. <laughs> Yeah, it's very cool. Yes. So over the years, as you built this career and this business, how have you balanced, you know, being a mom, um, being a, a wife, being an individual, and then an entrepreneur? You know, how did you find sort of that balance from the practice or from meditation? Or, you know, what kind of um, tips do you have for people listening about how you do achieve that balance?
1: Yeah, well I think, you know, first and foremost, you know, as you know, being a mom of young children, we we learn how to juggle a lot of things. And I I really that first that comes to mind at first. It's like you know, uh, a sick kid, the other one needing to be at uh, music practice, and then the yard work needing be done. Like, I think yeah. that we, as women and mothers, we learn how to juggle those things. And so I really think that a lot of my strength and just working hard and doing what it took to get things done yeah. c- comes from that. Uh-huh. Um, but I will say that my yoga practice did help me um, better decipher when I was uh just working from a place of fear, you know, being from a place of fear and uh-huh. just using the simple tools of pausing and taking breaths and, um, kind of reevaluating my situation. Yeah. So that, that, that really helped me as well. Yeah. It's
0: interesting. Then, Go ahead.
1: I was just going to say that I think, you know, my children have really been a part of what we do from when they were little, they have lots of great great and not so great. I'm sure memories (laughs) of just being with us at our studios and, you know, some of our older customers that have been with us for a long time. So I remember when your kids were in the back room, you know, watching (laughs) cartoons. And so they just kind of went, we just kind of incorporated them into everything that we did as well.
0: Yeah, it's cool. You know, I, my kids have practiced yoga with me over the years and Um, Then they've gone into phases where they just want nothing to do with it. But I feel like those Mm -hmm. seeds are sown really at a young age. So it's part Mm -hmm. of them. And Mm -hmm. maybe when they, you know, my my oldest is 17. So they're still at home. But um, maybe when they go off on their own, they'll find that. Anchor mm-hmm. out there in the world mm-hmm. and say, "Oh yeah, this was you know for my earliest years with my mom," and and it yeah. really is grounding. But you know, it's funny because I find as a as a working mom, I've always worked from home, um, which is wonderful, and I've made that conscious decision. But I do work, and so it's about it, it's really a challenge every single day. You know, I um, mm-hmm. I have a, one driver in the house, and then he has lots of sports after school, and my next <coughs> high school student you know, doesn't. So she needs a ride home from school. And if I'm in in the middle of something with work, Mm -hmm. and have to tell her to go find a ride home, I I mean, that guilt just rears its ugly head, you know, because Mm -hmm. I think my first and foremost job is to be her mom and to be there for Mm her. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I say, well, she'll be fine. It's two miles and someone will drive her home. and It'll work, you know, But (laughs) it's like, it's really that sort of the devil and the angel in my head just having a little argument, you know,
1: yeah. And it's so true. You know, and I, I think that I, I see my kids now college age, you know, just a little older than, mm-hmm. than yours or like uh-huh. the next. they're in the next uh, generation from yours. But yeah. I see how them observing us as entrepreneurs and um, just juggling yeah. things. I see how it's really serving them now. Like, I didn't yeah. know. I was like, how are our kids going to be like, they have these crazy <laughs> yoga teachers for parents and like, how is this going to, uh, how is this going to play out in today's idea of success and society yeah. and all of this? And when I see where it's really served them, I see how they have these really creative little spirits and, uh-huh. um, always thinking of ways to do things differently. And I think that comes from them observing us yeah. Yeah. being in that, just making it, Uh, just making it work however we had to you know entrepreneurial spirit
0: (laughs) I love it I love it yeah Yeah, probably will have a very deep and long legacy so that'll be cool to see it unfold yeah Uh, so you know I'd love to keep talking with you but we're gonna have to wrap up in a minute and I want to get back to this notion of making meaning and finding purpose which is what this show is all about Um, Mm -hmm. it's really what I've I've been writing about my whole life. And so I wonder what um, advice you might have to share with our listeners about how to find your purpose, how to how to make what you're doing meaningful. Um, Any, any wisdom you might want to pass on to those listening today?
1: Yeah, I, you know, I think that just for me, it's in this journey of trusting myself enough to listen to what was present as far as my excitement. And like, I always tell my children, like, what is, what excites you now? You know, uh-huh. um, what, what see? what do you, what are you always thinking about as far as something that's exciting you? And, and just, you know, letting yourself go, Toward that without having to know exactly what it's going to mean on the other side, you know, without having so many, so many expectations about, about, is this the wrong choice? Uh Um, Where is it going to lead me? But right now I feel tugged to this and I feel really excited about this. Uh So you know, I'm really big on that. Like what we feel excited about, what tugs at our heart, there's something there to Uh those things. And there's something, something that's really, you know, another puzzle piece on our, our path. And we don't have to know what the path is exactly as long as we're following those things. And I also think that, um, especially, you know, being a mother of of young adults and I see how there's so much concern about, Oh, what, what am I going to be here? What's my, uh, Job going to be, and I think that we live long enough to have to go many different directions. And you know, living our purpose and our passion has I I think it's multi directional if we we want that, if we want it to be, it can be. I mean, I think that having um, getting so tracked in, you know, my. Career or who I am, uh-huh. you know, can really blind us from the from those other opportunities. Um, so just staying open, staying open, and following those little heart tugs, yeah, is
0: yeah. Well, and also recognizing that um, who you are and what you do can inform one another and uh, and be one and the same too. They don't have to be separate either. Right, yeah. Yeah. right, right, right. So, well, this is great. Stacy Dawkins, it has been such a pleasure to chat with you. Um I wonder if you could share with our listeners how they could find your book? So, how would they get their own copy of your yeah, new book?
1: it's on amazon and it's uh, if you just search embodied posture okay stacy dawkins it's there and it's in paperback and it's also in kindle version so
0: awesome congratulations this is thank you so much lynn yep great to talk with you have a great day you as well thank you bye-bye thanks for listening to the make meaning podcast i'm lynn Galodner, and i've really enjoyed being here with you today You can find the Make Meaning podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, and I'd love it if you'd share our great conversations with all your people so we can add meaning wherever we go and whatever we do.